0: If people are taking their frustration out on you because they've had a bad day or they're feeling sick, they've had a long line, just remember not to personalize it. Most of the time, 90% of the time, it's not about you. They don't know you. You know, this is just this person's issue. This is just this person's bad day. I don't have to like take in that energy and make it about me. I see my victory so clear. I see my victory so clear.
1: It's a day. It's a day. What is up, Fit Farm fam? Welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, where we empower you to make a breakthrough and dispense your full potential. My name is Dr. Adam Martin, and I'm your host for the podcast. I've been a practicing full-time community pharmacist since I graduated pharmacy school back in 2012. I'm also a professional speaker, author, and lover of living life to the fullest. The Fit Pharmacist community exists to serve you to dispense your full potential by learning from our world-class guests on how to practically apply simple solutions to not only elevate your pharmacy career, but nail your nutrition, master your mindset, and fit fitness into pharmacy through simple solutions to guide you to live a fulfilled life with passion and purpose. Thank you for being here. Now let's dive into this week's new episode. Ask any pharmacist or pharmacy student what their number one complaint is, and regardless of their age or expertise, there is an overwhelming agreement that it boils down to one thing, stress. While stress is a normal part of everyday life, left unchecked and unmanaged, it can lead to crippling anxiety, Burnout, and even a career change away from pharmacy. Learning how to have a healthy relationship with stress is the key to not only job satisfaction, but longevity as a successful pharmacist. And that's why I'm so excited for this week's episode on the podcast, where we will share how to stress proof your brain in life, work, and relationships with literally the expert who literally wrote the book. Dr. Melanie Greenberg, who is a psychologist as well as a fellow author and speaker. The main book that we're going to talk about today really comes down to her research that she did, and this book was published in 2017 called The Stress-Proof Brain. In the book, Dr. Greenberg explains that the key to coping with stress is in how we respond to situations and things that stress or threaten to overwhelm us. The Stress-Proof Brain offers powerful, comprehensive tools based in mindfulness, neuroscience, and positive psychology to help you put a stop to unhealthy responses to stress, empowering you in mastering your emotional responses, overcoming negative thinking, and creating a more stress-tolerant brain. Melanie Greenberg, welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast.
0: Hi, Adam. really happy to be here
1: it's an honor. I was guys talking briefly before the podcast recording started to Dr. Greenberg, because I personally read her book a few years ago when it came out, well, two years ago. And it was just such a profound book because I felt like it really spoke to me. I graduated pharmacy school in 2012, and I've been full-time community pharmacist ever since. And you guys know that stress is the mainstay of our culture. And with competition And everything else going on with changes in our profession, the level of stress is not getting any lower. It just keeps getting higher, it seems. And the other thing that is coming to light is this whole concept of burnout, which can come up as a result of unmanaged stress. So that's why I'm so, so excited to have Dr. Greenberg on this podcast, because literally she is the go-to expert in the world on this concept. So Dr. Greenbird, thank you again so much for your time and for being here to share all of this with us today. You're welcome. So stress is kind of an interesting thing to specialize in, and you have tons of experience, research papers, dissertation students that you've worked with in your years as a professional on this topic. Can you kind of share with us what for you got you started or interested in this whole study of stress management?
0: So, um, what got me started was where I grew up, which is South Africa, and it was kind of the, some of the final years of apartheid, the last five years of apartheid. So, growing up, I definitely saw division in the society, and I saw you know, people you know, in very desperate kinds of situations, whereas um, the whites were more privileged. Uh, so, just seeing that in the society, seeing that there were people suffering with poverty or being separated from their families, um, or not being allowed to vote, it touched my heart a little bit. And then when I was 26, I ended up coming to the US to study psychology. And at that time, there were big changes in the society that I was living in around there was violence, there was protest, there was currency devaluation. And it was the society was sort of trying to figure out how to to manage the legacy of apartheid. And I was caught up in that and made my decision to leave, but I ended up leaving on my own and coming to graduate school in the U.S. on my own. And it was actually, it was in New York, Long Island, very different culture. Uh, it was lonely. and And so that began my journey, trying to figure out how to manage all of
1: that. Wow, and how many years have you been studying and working with stress? Back when you first came to the U.S.,
0: so I came in nineteen eighty six. Uh, so it's been a long time—wow, <laughs> twenty
1: years. And you've done so much extensive work, uh, not just with healthcare professionals, but with people in all different environments. Whether that's stress from their home life, from their work life, or from just life in general, when it comes to relationships. Um, And and a lot of the things that you talked about in your book, Stress-Proof Brain, uh, really deals with identifying these and then kind of reverse engineering how to prevent getting to an overwhelmed state and then also practical things that people can do if they find themselves in that state where they feel super overwhelmed, the sky is falling, the walls are caving in and it's basically like an anxiety attack. Um, So I would love to touch on those two main points, how to effectively and uh, kind of realistically prevent stress from coming on when those heightened environments are there. But then secondly, when we're in those environments where we feel overwhelmed and overstressed, how to quickly and effectively kind of regroup and come back to a place where we can think clearly instead of focusing. On the stress at hand?
0: Great. So, those are two very important questions, especially for pharmacists, yes. sounds like. And how completely prevent stress from coming on? It's wired into our brain for survival. So, our brains are wired to detect danger or something that could be a threat or uncertainty and to rev up our body to respond with, with cortisol and adrenaline. Because for our ancestors, they were dealing with lions and tigers and things like that. So, that physiological response made sense then. Uh, today, it doesn't always make as much sense if you are dealing with some paperwork or, or, you know, or sedentary at your desk kind of thing. But you can't always stop that part of your brain from responding. So, how do you decrease the likelihood that it will respond? I think it's part of it is managing expectations. Yeah. So, for pharmacists, for example, it's it's understanding what's going to happen that day and kind of re, maybe that you're going to be overwhelmed by customers or lots of paperwork, but trying to relabel it as normal, like this is just what my job is today. That's what other people are facing as well. In a way, the whole world is changing and work is getting harder. People are expected to do more with fewer resources. So, some of it is just understanding that's just the way things are today. You're not uniquely punished by it and to go in just really to deal with that. Second is to remind yourself of the skills and strengths that you have to deal with a difficult situation. Like maybe you can be efficient or maybe you're really good with customers or maybe you have really good knowledge. So, it's reminding yourself of your strengths and thinking how you might use those strengths in your day-to-day work situation. and. Number three is that it's important to have a stress management routine of some sort in your life when you're not at work. So that might involve exercise, running, biking, hiking, the gym, or a meditation, having a meditation practice. There are lots of meditation apps out there today, or some kind of a stress management routine, be it reading a book or being with people you care about, getting out in nature, So you can't just have work be your whole life. You have to put that other part in because it acts as a buffer. Uh, The second part is what if you do get stressed out at work? The most important thing in the beginning is just to reground yourself. The stress is sweeping you off balance. It's like your brain's labeling the situation as an emergency. It's feeling overwhelmed, all the adrenaline's pumping. And... So one thing you can do is to just to ground your body, like just get your body back into a more relaxed state. And how you can do that is by literally just feeling your feet on the ground, feeling sitting down on a chair and feeling your body in the chair. If you can't do that, you can do it while you're standing. And so Breathing because breathing is very important. When we get all stressed out, we start to breathe short and shallow, hyperventilate. And so if you can just slow down your breath, there's a physiology to it where your parasympathetic nervous system kicks in and it starts putting the brakes on that response physiologically. It puts the brakes on the stress response. So grounding is number one. Even if your hands are on the counter, feel your hands on the counter. Um, and then just remind yourself, you know, nothing... Nothing really bad is happening right now. Like it's going to be okay. It's not life or death. So those would be some of the things you can do initially.
1: That's excellent. So I'm going to recap what you said. I'm taking notes because these are really good tips. Um, So the first thing is how to prevent a stressful situation where you feel overwhelmed from happening in the first place. And you gave three really good tips that I'm going to kind of tie in with what I do as a pharmacist and a nutrition consultant. So the first thing is manage your expectations. If you go in expecting an easy day where you know scripts just magically fly out and patients come to you and they're smiling and you know give you a box of cookies, then you're gonna be pretty ex- upset and maybe even have some butt hurt because that's not reality. So if you go in expecting things to be easy, when they're hard, you're gonna be caught by surprise And the root of unhappiness and stress, too, is when your expectations are not met. And uh, an interesting thing, and you might know this study in the nutrition world, is they did studies of people who were doing a diet, regardless of what type of diet it was. And there were two groups. There was a group that was told that what you're going to do is go, your diet, your eating strategy is going to be very easy, no problem. And the second group of people was told, you know, Mm -hmm. you're going into this but it's going to be very difficult. You're going to have struggles, but you need to persist. Mm -hmm. So after the end of whatever timeframe it was, the people that went into it expecting it to be difficult had a much higher success rate and lower stress than the people that went into the diet feeling like this is going to be a piece of cake, no pun intended. So it's interesting how this plays into a lot of different roles of managing your expectations. It plays with success with nutrition. It plays with success in uh, stress, but then also happiness overall. So that's such a huge point, Doctor Greenberg. I just wanted to reiterate that because it's it's a money changer. Um, the second one, it, and and I fall victim to this too, is when things get uh, stressful or we start to find ourselves focusing on the negative. We can fall prey to this like downward spiral of oh that's bad and oh that's bad too and this is bad. So if we just pause. And then take a reality check of, okay, not, not to ignore it, but say, this may be true, but what else is true? What am I good at? I went to pharmacy school. I have you know, at least six years of education. I worked hard. I was trained. I'm ready for this. You know I, I'm here. I did all this work. I have my PharmD, and I, you know, I have a job. So that's, that's a plus. You might not feel like you want it at that moment if it's super stressful, Mm -hmm. but you can just literally go through a quick checklist. Maybe you're married and have a significant other, or you drove to work, you have a car, you know, things that are basically taking a quick gratitude checklist, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is the third point, which really dovetails to this nicely is outside of work, have some sort of routine to decompress. And I love what you said. Don't work all the time. Don't make work your life um I did another podcast on this exact topic of why having a alternative hobby away from your profession so for us non-pharmacy related is going to pay dividends not only in your overall quality of life and happiness but it's actually going to make you more successful and more efficient as a pharmacist which is a little counterintuitive if you screw around or play more then you're going to get better at your job but it's exactly what you're saying about having this aside of kind of decompressing in the routine. And that goes so nicely with gratitude and just, ask, just taking yeah. stock or inventory of things that you do have going, things that you have going for you in your life, things that you're grateful for that we all too often take for granted. Um, like, you know, running water or like right now it's blazing hot in Pittsburgh. So air condition, I'm so grateful for air condition. I love it so much. (laughs) Those were your three tips on how to prevent stress. Now in the heat of battle on the front lines, when, you know, you have a call off and you're just man down and, you know, phones are ringing off the hook. People are yelling all that stuff. That's daily occurrence. You gave some really good tips that are simple but not always easy because a lot of times we blind ourselves with the stress. So mm-hmm. Dr. Greenberg the tips you gave are so great to kind of snap ourselves out of that. The first one to reground yourself because I I mean for me, I mean I don't know about you guys but for me I tend to get whenever I get in these stressful states or used to and I still do I get in this mindset mm-hmm. where I'm just like totally focused. I've got blinders on just looking and feeling the stress and it's Mm -hmm. kind of like an out of body experience. So the tip Mm -hmm. you gave to reground yourself, uh, a lot of times we're standing. So just feel your feet on the ground. Or if you're working the bench and you have the counter, just literally touch, put your hands down so you can just be present, do something where you're able to feel and be present in the moment, touching things, feeling where you are that can really help. Um, Also breathing is so huge. And I'm sure that you guys listening to this have heard that so many times before, but what do they say about cliches? They're cliches because they're true. Mm -hmm. And just like Dr. Greenberg said, we're wired for that flight or flight stress response, right? And there's a literal physiological chemical reaction going on in our body where our sympathetic nervous system is on overdrive. So just like you said, so it's like you're driving down a road, And the speed limit's 70 miles an hour, but you're going 95 because your foot's on the gas. Well, we can't necessarily, in the moment when it's really high, take it off the gas. But what we can do is put our foot on the brake. And what that is, Mm -hmm. is breathing deeply. Once that brake is applied, then the awareness starts to come in and we can let off the gas. So it's a twofold. We can put the brake on, and then once we get that awareness, the gas goes off, mm-hmm. and that's how we can get back to the present and feel like, oh, we're not getting attacked by a saber-toothed tiger. It's mm-hmm. just someone that had a bad day and is taking it out on me. Mm-hmm. But it's not about me; it's about what they're dealing with. So, those are the uh, the three big tips for how to snap out of stress in the moment, putting things in perspective. So those those are awesome tips. Um, I've used some of those several times. Um, with that. So thank you very much for sharing those.
0: You're welcome. Um, I just had another thought about gratitude. I think gratitude is a good concept here as well. So I appreciate that you brought it up. One way you can begin to feel gratitude about something is to imagine what would life be like if that was taken away?
1: Mm. So
0: what would life be like if you didn't have a job, for example, and you, or what would life be like if you didn't have air conditioning? And you can see that you'd be a lot more uncomfortable. So that's a good way to, or even if somebody in your life, what if this, you know, what if my spouse wasn't in my life or my child? So that can be a quick way of, of feeling the gratitude.
1: That's really true. And that reminds me of a quote that really helps me to keep things in perspective. Uh, when I start to fall down the stress response, and uh, I forget who said it, but it goes something like this i once complained about not having a shoe until i met a man who did not have a foot so Mm-mm. you might have troubles but there's always mm-hmm. someone that has it more off worse or less fortunate and ironically a lot of times those less fortunate people are just super grateful and they're not focusing on what they don't have they're focusing on what they do have um one thing that i say over and over is it's not asking why is this happening to me, but how is this happening for me? So just that perspective shift is something that if you really practice this, so guys, if you are hearing some of this the first time or you've tried it before once or twice, it's not going to fix your stress and make all your anxiety go away. That, that's the real key I want to bring home with all these concepts, preventing and getting snapped out of the stress in the moment, is this is a practice. It's something that you have to work on continually, not something you try once and you're magically healed and you know butterflies, rainbows all the time. It's something you have to work on, but it's totally worth it. And Dr. Greenberg can bring this uh, and validate this because of all the research that she's done as a psychologist, working with patients, uh, being a coach, so many different things that she has seen over and over and over again That's why I'm so excited to have her on here because she has seen these things play out in all kinds of different circumstances, old people, young people, people that are starting out in a new career, people that have been in a career 20, 30 years and the um, environment's changing and they don't know how to deal with that because it's been so consistent for so long. Um, So that's why I'm really grateful, tying gratitude in, that you're here to share (laughs) what the research has to say but then bringing it down to quick things that we can actually do as pharmacists on the bench in practice to help us to reground ourselves, get a more appropriate and healthy perspective on what's really going on, not necessarily what we feel, not to say ignore those feelings, but to really stay grounded and present in the reality of the moment. And the reality of the moment is what we decide it to be based on what we choose to focus on.
0: Exactly. That, that's well said, I think. And I think there's, a lot, there's some other things you can do. I mean, one of, one of the things would be if people are taking their frustration out on you because they've had a bad day or they're feeling sick, they've had a long line, to remember not to personalize it. Mm. Most of the time, 90% of the time, it's not about you. They don't know you you know, this is just this person's issue. This is just this person's bad day. I don't have to like take in that energy and make it about me. So try to even imagine a boundary between you and them, like a plexiglass or something like that can also help. Or imagine them, them being smaller or standing that they're further away from you or that they're smaller or that their voice is softer. Some of that imagery stuff can help in the moment of
1: conflict. Exactly. Some, so basically um, implementing uh, some NLP some neurolinguistic programming. So, when you have something that's negative, if you mentally construct how you view that, so if something is is not pleasant, imagine it being far away and then black and white and small, mm-hmm. but something that you like mm-hmm. being big in your face in vibrant color. I know this. If you guys are hearing this for the first time, this might seem a little odd, but if you try it, it will freak you out at how effective it is because it's literally literally putting things into perspective in a way that serves you instead of focusing on that, that stress response. Um, and I love what you said, Dr. Greenberg about, um, realizing that it's not about you. And that's something that I see a lot of uh, technicians and especially new pharmacists or uh, pharmacy students who are working in pharmacy settings for the first time, because a lot of times people in their life, when they're upset around them, it's, it's a personal relationship. But in a pharmacy, we're serving our patients as healthcare providers and being able to understand that most people, almost everyone that goes into a pharmacy is not having a good day. They are ill or they Mm -hmm. just got some terrible diagnosis. So a lot of times there's not an awareness on their part. So they're coming here with all these feelings and emotions and may not even be aware that they're projecting this to other people. So keeping that in mind that it's not about you, it's about what they're dealing with will really help you to not internalize that stress and whatever negativity is is, uh, immersed from that situation, but being able to, again, coming back to your point, stay present and be in perspective for what's actually happening. A patient in need is at the pharmacy in need of a prescription or help because they're dealing with a poor health diagnosis or some bad news. So that literally is the reality and how they project that you can't control, but what you can control is whether or not you internalize that and make it personal. So that's a huge tip. And I feel like if, if every pharmacy student pharmacist took that to heart, it would you know, solve so much stress and anxiety 100%. Yes,
0: this is contagious. Uh, they found that in studies, you know, if you're around anxious people, you feel more anxious. So it's, it's just keeping keep reminding yourself of the separation. Absolutely. And also maybe try to feel some compassion for them, if you have room for
1: that. Exactly. That's what I tell uh, my pharmacy students. Um, I'm a preceptor, so I have some students come into the pharmacy. Is whenever I I sense that kind of resentment or just like what was their deal or whatever, I say like imagine if that was your mother or your grandmother and instantly they have a physically visible change. Oh, I didn't think of it that way. So that's not to say that it's okay for people to treat you bad or, you know, whatever, but it's just like you said, so important to have that compassion and understanding where those patients are coming from. And literally that might be from the emergency room. So it's a great point to have that in perspective and to stay grounded and cognizant of the reality that that is. So thank you so much for sharing that point.
0: You're welcome. It's kind of like when you deal with kids or teenagers, I tell my patients, you have to have compassion and limits. You can't have just one and you can't have just the other, because if you don't have any compassion and you just tell people, "You know, "Get out of my face," or you need to step aside," then you know they're going to get angrier because they're not heard, they're not understood. But if you just have compassion, you, know, you could spend the whole day with one person in line and the whole line is waiting. So it's kind of like, yeah, I know that's really frustrating. I know, you know that, that you're feeling sick and you want this badly, um, but you know, I can't really change the insurance. So you know, I have to wait for your doctor to respond to my facts. So that combination can sometimes be a good skill with people.
1: That is excellent advice. So have compassion, but also have boundaries to know when enough is enough. And that, Mm -hmm. that is huge. So guys, I I hope you really think about that and see how you can put that into practice. Um, what you just said is really profound and I never thought of it that way. And it's such good advice. So you can't just have boundaries and no compassion because then you're going to look and be perceived as heartless, Mm -hmm. but you can't have just compassion and no boundaries. Or, literally, you can be talking to one person all day and then everybody else suffers. So, having a nice balance, which is different for every person, is really essential, I believe, in not only being a successful pharmacist, but a compassionate pharmacist that allows you to build that relationship with the patient to guide them to better care and dispense your full potential. And that, guys, is, in my opinion, what we're all here to do as pharmacists. So, I think that was amazing advice. I loved it because I never heard it put that way. Um, So I'm definitely going to be thinking about this and seeing how I can put this into practice for myself. So thank you again for that. That was an amazing tip. You're
0: welcome.
1: So Dr. Greenberg, um, thank you so much for your time here today. I did want for you to share uh, where people can learn more about the work that you're doing, where they can follow you on social media. And if there are any uh, other books that you have written. Or any other ways that people can interact with you to learn more about the work that you've done in relationship to stress.
0: Thank you. So my book is called The Stress Proof Brain, and it's available on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, you know, major booksellers. Or you could just Google it and you'll find somebody that sells it. Um, I have a website, Dr. Melanie DR for Dr. Melanie Greenberg.com. And that has a lot of articles, resources, information, and you can also sign up for a newsletter. Um, I also write a blog for Psychology Today called The Mindful Self Express. So it's The Mindful Self-Express. And I have at this point about 15 million page views on it.
1: (laughs) Wow, I'm one of them. (laughs)
0: um so there's all kinds of articles which may go into more detail about particular things like compassion or mindfulness or stress and the body um i think those are the main things
1: excellent guys i will put all of those links that dr greenberg just mentioned in the show notes below so that you can easily access them and connect with her highly recommend the stress-proof brain uh that will also be down there i've read it myself it is a game changer And I love how she organizes it because it's in list format of here's what you do, boom, 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 and here's why. So it's very effective, especially uh, for the type A pharmacist within all of us. Mm -hmm. So guys, I hope you found so much value in this podcast. I know I did. I was so excited and really pumped for this podcast interview with Dr. Greenberg. So uh, please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and also share this episode this will be the audio version. Will be all over every podcast platform, uh, Google Cast, iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, everywhere you can think. The video version of this will be on YouTube. Please share this so that we can get this message of how to prevent and also bring back, bring us back from the overwhelming stress that we do often find ourselves in as practicing in pharmacy, so that we can manage it and not be enslaved by it. Guys, thank you so much for your attention. This is Dr. Adam Martin with the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast signing off with the Dr. Melanie Greenberg. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. Thank you so much for listening through to the end of that episode. I hope you're going to share this all across social media. Let people know that you're subscribed to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Let me know. Post it. Tell me how it's impacted your pharmacy career and life. I would love to see your thoughts. I can't wait for this amazing and passionate community we're creating of leaders in healthcare. You're now a part of the movement, a part of the family. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to share the next episode with you.